Welcome to the Passive Income Examiner Show, helping you navigate the muddy waters of building successful revenue streams beyond the nine to five. I'm your host, Lindsay Sutherland, mama of four who has a passion for living my best life and helping you do the same. I'm honored you're here and excited to offer you valuable and inspiring content. I believe we can have the freedom we desire and the happiness we deserve. Thanks for joining me. Hey friends, welcome back to another awesome episode of the Passive Income Examiner. I'm so excited today to have a fresh guest on for all of us to listen to. Um, And it's still in the subject of real estate, just like I promised. So uh, you guys might remember from the last episode where I told a story of how I got into real estate and how I met an investor who I, I ended up apprenticing with. Well, today I am introducing you to this investor. His name is Lee. Welcome, Lee. Thank you, Lindsay. It's uh, great to be here. So what's really awesome, and you guys may not know, and some of you, of course, if you do know me personally, you probably do know this, but Lee and I ended up working together for quite a while, and we built up a friendship. Over time, it turned into a relationship, and now we're married and have four kids and live in this log cabin in the woods. Like, we've we've achieved our dream. That was our big dream. So I'm so excited to, like, I'm giddy inside to be able to share him with you guys because, in my opinion, he's super smart about real estate, and I learned, like I said, I've learned so much from him over the years. He's a wealth of knowledge. Um, He's a little humble, (laughs) so I'm just happy he's here. Um, Lee, I was just curious. I mean, these guys probably heard my last episode where I was talking about how I called your sign and how I was this little person. I didn't know nothing about, you know, real estate, but I was trying my hardest to get myself out of my situation. And I kind of had a feeling that you were a pro. I'll be honest, I was scared when I called. I was I was a little nervous, but I still showed up. And I think later you told me, you're like, yeah, I could tell you, you didn't really know. I was just curious, what was going through your mind when, when I called? Well, you know, I thinking back then, I just found somebody that was going to be able to get into the property and help us out by showing the property. And uh, I remember you were uh, looking to do some mortgage business, if I remember correctly, on that. And I said, well, I don't need to be here standing around at this property. I need things, you know, I've got other things to do as far as uh, trying to do some real estate. So out there looking for other properties and other investments and and fix-ups and things like that that we had to do. But Lindsay, uh, you were definitely a benefit to the business. Came in, you were prepared for what you wanted to do. Wasn't really uh, something that uh, I was prepared for when, when you got there, but I, you, you saw the sign and, and that's what got you there, so... And we're glad that you did, you know. I guess when I say we're, I had a partner at the time, and we definitely need some extra help. And you were uh, very uh, anxious to get things going, and, and it definitely uh, worked out for us on that end. So showing the property was uh, was definitely a, a good benefit. Yeah. I remember we joke now, like, we our, our relationship story is, I saw the sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you definitely saw the sign. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, and I and I did tell in the last uh, episode how I I would make phone calls and you guys would have leads come in and I would make phone calls for you to go out and scout the property and meet the homeowners and thankfully I got to tag along and I learned so much through that process. So I did bring something to the table for sure in exchange for the education I was receiving. But I was just kind of curious, and this is what I wanted to share with our listeners today. Like, your story, how did you get into real estate? Now they know how I did. So so how did you get into real estate? Kind of what were you thinking that made you go, huh, maybe I should look at real estate? Yeah. Well, it's been a while, but uh, 
I was working in a retail environment, so that was one of those things where you work the weekends. Obviously, anybody that's in retail knows that. Um, it was in the automotive business as well. Um, but I was looking for something to get out. I was really kind of tired of my nine to fiver, uh, six, sometimes it was six days a week. Uh, definitely a lot of hours per day when they put you on um, salary. Well, then they work you pretty hard. Hourly, they would have probably worked me a lot less hours. But I was looking for something to get out of that. So um, I was sitting up one night and I saw one of these late night TV programs about real estate. And if I remember correctly, the guy's name was Carlton Sheets. He had a real estate program. Uh, he was selling investor information. And I watched it. And then again, I've watched it several times. And I was thinking, ah, seems to me like this might be some kind of a scam. It's late night TV. They're selling you something for 20 bucks. I mean, what are you going to get for 20 bucks? So after watching it several times, it kind of said, oh, well, you know, I'll throw in my 20 bucks and see what happens. So I got that and I did a little bit of reading on it. And then I decided to look into real estate a little bit further and got a got a book. And I, I don't know what the book was. I, I think the book was named uh, How to Make a Million in Three Years in Real Estate, something along those lines and, and the author's name is just not coming to mind at the moment but I did read it and I read it cover to cover during my lunch breaks at work and so I finally got through that and that kind of gave me an inspiration of different aspects of real estate not just housing but real estate all over land deals uh, just general things like that and one of the things that he mentioned in that book which really excited me was you know just get the property any way you can, doesn't matter what it's going to cost you, uh, as far as like interest rates for your loans and things like that. He said, just however you can do it, get into the property because you can always sort out the interest rates and the bank loans later on down the road by refinancing. I thought, hmm, that sounds pretty good. And he was even talking about 25% interest rates. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> I was like, wow, I don't know if I want to get into something with a 25% interest rate, but if the deal's the deal, and you got in and you figured it out down the road after about a year, you could, you know, lower your payment with a better interest rate. Was he talking about at all like cash flowing? Did he want it? Did he talk at all about like making sure you were at least coming out ahead each month? Well, there's definitely uh, some things that I, I can't remember in the book, um, but I did remember that specifically. Uh, you got to buy a deal, obviously. It's got to make, make some money. So you got you to gotta look, look at what you're going to buy and see how you can make it work. And see how you can make it make a cash flow. So started with that. Uh, then I went back and looked at the Carlton Sheets program again. I'm not advocating Carlton Sheets, but I'll tell you what. Um, he, he did have some good stuff back then. Things have changed in the industry. It was definitely good for me. And it was a coaching session, more or less. Uh, I did uh, sign up for his uh, coaching session. Uh, later on, it was, I believe it was around ten thousand dollars. Wow, for now, one session. For a coaching, no, it was a was a coaching session. What they would do is, they would work with you. So you've gone out. They tell you go out look for the properties. Once you found a property that you think you're going to make a deal on, uh -huh. then you can contact them and they'll help you kind of walk through it with you. So you're not kind of by yourself. And it uh -huh. was kind of nice. I mean, I liked the guys that were I was speaking with. They did advise me on some things that I was not aware of. Um, some of the things I didn't quite understand, you know, I learned along the way. So that's kind of how that worked. Wow. So that's that's an interesting thing to, to point out is like 
here you got started with, you just started. Like you didn't necessarily have all the answers before you took that first step. You kind of just were like, all right, they're my backstop. If I need help, I can reach out. You learned through the process. Like what was, what was going through your mind when you were like getting ready to let's talk about your first deal? Okay. Right. So what was going through your mind when you found the property? Hmm. How did you find the property? I mean, were you were you nervous? Did you have doubt? Like what? what how did you do it? Well, the first time I went and knocked on a door, I, I think the guy had advertised it for sale. I don't know how I found this one. Maybe I put a flyer out. I can't remember how I how I got this at this point. But a fellow called me up. He was in my neighborhood and he said, uh, I, I've got this house for sale or I called him one or the other. I can't, I can't remember. I knocked on his door. I was pretty sure it was a phone call because I was pretty nervous about knocking on anybody's door. <laughs> that was not what I wanted to do. So I got a phone call. Somehow we worked out a time where I was going to come see this house. So I went over to see this house. I had no clue as to what I was going to do. I was I was scared about what I was going to say, Make if I was going to make an offer. If I made an offer, was he going to reject it? Did I even know whether I was making the right offer? Was I going to put myself in a financial bind? I had no clue. I mean, I was just following some instructions that I read in this book, and I was definitely winging it. (laughs) (laughs) So got together with this guy. We looked at the house. He took me in, and it was kind of a hoarder house. The house had needed some repair. It needed some flooring, needed some paint, uh, maybe a little bit of work in the kitchen. Not a whole lot. I mean, the yard needed to be cleaned up because it just looked like it was a mess. He didn't take care of it. It was kind of run down inside. But sprucing it up with some paint, some carpet, something like that, it'd be back into shape and a little bit of yard work and you'd be looking good. Anyways, we got through looking at the house and he told me what he wanted for it. I was going to make him an offer. I said, listen, I... I'm going to go ahead and get a contract and then I'm going to fill it out. I'm going to bring it back to you. We're going to talk about it and I'll make you the offer at that point in time. I didn't take a contract with me. I should have taken a contract with me, but I was afraid because I didn't even know how to fill out a contract. I had no clue or or even an offer. I had no idea on how to make an offer. So I didn't really make him an offer at that time. I was going to give him a chance to kind of, in my mind, I was thinking, well, he'll just settle down a little bit after he's made his offer and then I'm going to go in there and make my offer. And then if he accepts it, We'll, we'll put it in writing and, and go from there. Well, lo and behold, the next day I went over there and he said he'd given it some thought and he's decided he didn't want to sell. Well, I knew he still wanted to sell. He just didn't want to sell to me because he just was nervous. He, did, he was probably as nervous as I was about buying it, him selling it to a guy that he wasn't sure could even do the deal. So he said, I don't really want to do it. I've changed my mind. I don't think I'm going to sell. I'm sure he sold that property within weeks after I had left. Or somebody else came along and offered him more money. Who knows? But while I was standing there, I remembered something that I had read from uh, this book I was reading. It said, there's always more than one deal in the deal. So it was talking about cash back on the on the, on, on the purchasing the, the property. That's something that some people would think in a, in a different way that could be illegal. This particular way is if you see something on the property, let's say it was a farm and you saw a tractor and you say, well, you throw the tractor in with the deal. He goes, sure. So then you sell the tractor. Now you've got cash back in the deal, right? After you've done the deal. But this guy happened to have, was like, I believe it was like a little Suzuki sidekick or one of those types of little things that was sitting in his driveway and probably had five years worth of dust on top of it. And I'm not kidding you. You could barely see the color of the vehicle that had so much dust on it. 
four flat tires. It had a kind of a canvas top. It was like a little Jeep kind of looking thing. And I said, would you be interested in selling that car? And he says, well, sure, I'll sell you the car. I said, how about I give you 200 bucks for it? It looks like it's been sitting there a while. He goes, yeah, it's been sitting there for four or five years. So I was correct on approximately how long it was. And I remembered I had a towing insurance with my automobile. And I said, well, now that I kind of own this one, maybe I can get the towing insurance to tow it to my work for free where I worked in the automotive industry. So we worked that out and I gave him the 200 bucks. He gave me the title. That night I had the car towed out. About two weeks later, it was all cleaned up. Tires were new and I think I put a fuel pump in it and a battery, cleaned it up and flipped it for 3,500 bucks. Nice. So I had cash in my pocket from the 200. I mean, I put some tires on it, so maybe that, maybe I had 450 bucks into it total. Now I wasn't broke anymore. I had a couple thousand dollars. Now I had a couple thousand dollars I could invest, and that's how it kind of started. Mm. That was a snowball. Kind of opened your eyes a little bit. <laughs> it did. It did. It it got me thinking. Wow, you know, I didn't flip a house, and I didn't make a deal on a house, but I made a deal at a house. And I still got to walk through the house, which was the experience. And meeting my first seller was an amazing experience because after I flipped the vehicle and I had the cash in my hand, I laid it out on the table and I said, wow, here's what I started with was 200 bucks. And here's what I ended up with. And I thought, wow, from a $200 investment on a vehicle with $3,500, what's it going to be like when I flip a house? That's a bigger object. So now I was excited and I had some momentum going. And then I went on to my next one. Nice. So let's look at that deal for just a second. Like you said, you hadn't done a contract yet. You hadn't really negotiated. You weren't even sure if you were making the right offer. How did you, I mean, the second day you came prepared, you obviously had some sort of plan. How did you figure out what you needed to do? Okay. So in this book that I had been reading, it said, um, or it had a contract. So I just copied the contract. It said you could copy it, so I copied it. Still, probably illegal as illegal could get. I don't know if it worked for that particular state. Maybe it was. I don't know if it was uh, agreeable with that state. He said, have an attorney look it over before you do it. Of course, I didn't. You know, I was just like, I didn't have any money to buy or to pay an attorney. You know, what was I going to do? So I took the contract over anyways. I was going to wing it. If it didn't work out, I was going to figure it out from there. But I just wanted him to put something on ink on the paper. But it didn't work out, so I didn't sweat that deal. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you go back to the drawing board and kind of reevaluate the contract situation? Because I know by the time I was working with you, you had that part figured out. So oh, yes. how did you figure that out? Let's start with my second time. Okay. My second seller. So I was sitting at the DMV, and back then, uh, the Department of Motor Vehicle, it was a long line before you got to get the tags for your car. So I'm sitting there. So I brought a newspaper along with me. I was actually at work uh, before I went to the DMV and, and uh, got off a little bit earlier at work. And I took my newspaper. I, this back then when you read newspapers instead of the computer screen. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was looking at the, the for sale by owners. It was just a guy selling his house. And I circled it. And it wasn't too far from where I was working. And I, I sat down at the DMV and I read it over a few times. And after I had gotten my, well, actually, while I was sitting there, I called the guy. I had his phone number. So I called him up. I said, hey, 
are you available to show the house? And he said, yeah, I'm actually down here right now, just kind of sweeping up the floor and things. If you want to come on over, I said, well, I'm at the DMV. I should be there within a short period here, like a half hour or an hour. He said, well, great, I'll still be here. So got that thing done, headed on over to his house. And he was there. And I walked through, and he was. He was sweeping the floor. The place was about three-bedroom. I believe it was a one-bath. It had a, uh, a sunroom in the back that they kind of had added on to to make an extra square footage of the house it was kind of a little bit jumbled it was like it wasn't your nicest house but it was in a decent neighborhood and i noticed that the houses in the neighborhood sold for about 100 $120,000. but his was ninety thousand dollars that's what he was asking i thought well still if i could get it for ninety thousand dollars and the rents were you know 850 and if i could get a good interest rate then i'd be doing all right wasn't going to be doing perfect but i also knew that the housing prices were going up slowly and so what i did was i i went in there and i had no contract again as usual because i was just getting off work i was still in my work uniform and i decided this is the house i want even if i don't want it i still want to make them an offer on it and see if i can lock this thing up so in my pocket i had a hundred dollar bill i used to always carry a hundred dollar bill with me uh, just for emergencies and so I said well I'd like to buy your house and I'm, I'm willing to pay your $90,000 and he said well great and I said look I don't have any way of making a contract right now but I would definitely like to put a deal together that I'm agreeing to buy your house for $90,000 and you're willing to sell it for $90,000 because I want to lock this thing up in case somebody else came along I wasn't gonna lose it I said look I've got a hundred dollars in my pocket how about we put that down as a deposit and if I don't do this deal you can keep the hundred bucks so I figured I could lose a hundred bucks if I couldn't do this deal it was, it was that was okay with me so he got this piece of legal paper somewhere it's just that yellow paper that you buy at the, the stationery store and he tore a piece off of it and it was just like looked like a wedge piece it was the cheesiest looking thing you've seen <laughs> And he wrote it out. He wrote it out. I agree. I, I so and so agree to sell this house to you know Lee, and we're gonna for ninety thousand dollars, and put a hundred dollar deposit down, and he owes me you know the the eighty nine nine, and and then we both signed it. And at that point, I I I left, and I said, oh boy, now what do I got to do next? So I called my coach, and I said, hey, you know, I need to get a contract. I got all this stuff, and. He said, well, Lee, you know, you can make it a simple way if you're nervous about the contracts that we have and you don't have an attorney. Just go to the title company, you and the seller, and sit down, and they will draw up a contract between the two of you. Just tell them what you want. So that's exactly what we did. We sat there in front of the title agent, and she wrote up the agreement. We both signed it, and now I had to come up with the money. So the tough part was I had no idea if I was going to be able to get a loan. So... I don't know how I did it, but I applied for a, a loan for this house and some, I don't, it wasn't working out well. The whole title, the whole loan process was starting to fall apart and I was getting nervous. And, um, but in the end, all that nervousness just made me just keep moving forward, talking to the lender, pushing things ahead, getting them up off their rear ends and, and moving on this thing. If they said something wasn't going to work, I would say, well, if you were in my position, what would you do? And they would always give me the answers whenever I said that. I would just say, what would you do? What would you do? And they would always give me the answers. So 
I got the deal done. I got the loan. And it was kind of scary. I had no idea that I was going to get that. The people during the whole process had somebody else come in and make them an offer of a higher amount of money. So they were, the whole time, they were trying to get out of the deal. Mm. So I'm glad I had that little receipt that we wrote on that little yellow piece of paper, you know, that he agreed to sell it to me and we put a $100 deposit. Because if I didn't have that, he could have just sold it to somebody else. So that was a good thing. So that was my very first property that I bought. And I was able to cash flow on that on a monthly basis. Wow. That was a big risk. It was a huge risk. And I'm <laughs> telling you, um, I did everything wrong. There wasn't anything I did was right. It was totally wrong. The whole thing. From start to finish, everything was wrong. But it all worked out. And I think a few years later... I pretty much almost doubled my money on that property. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's ca- let's finish this episode out with this question. If mm-hmm. you could go back knowing what you know now and do that deal again, mm-hmm. would you change anything? Would you do anything different? I think what I would do is I would I today I would negotiate. If you want a 90 grand, I think I'd go in and offer him 75,000. I mean, if that was the case, I mean, if that if it would have worked out, you know, if, if whatever the value of the property was, I have no idea, you know, all the specifics at this moment. But I would have offered him less, and if he'd have taken it, I'd have my contract ready there and then, and he could have signed it. And then we could have we could have negotiated. He might have said, well, I won't take $75,000. i will take, you know, 85000 and then we could have probably got it to, you know, eighty. So I would have made ten grand right there on signing the contract. Um, the other thing I would have done is I would have gone and, and used a hard money lender rather than try to get the loan. Because once you have a hard money lender, you can get instantly, you can get instant financing because they take the value of the property and they do a percentage wise of how much money they're willing to put in and you've got to put your percentage in kind of thing. And I could have had that deal closed in less than a week instead of a month dragging it out. Uh, which would have given me a whole lot more negotiating power for him to want to sign something lower than what he wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, the ninety thousand. He might have said, "Well, if you can get it done in a week, heck, I'll sell it to you for eighty grand." You know? Yeah. So yeah, because he he'd be out. He'd have his money in his pocket. So so now, like, let's say you do get the hard money guy, and you you close in a week. Mm-hmm. Then you work on the loan part. You refinance it, or or what did you do? You work on the loan part. Yep. Yeah. You can refinance it. Um, I could have just took that property right then and there and sold it to another investor if I wanted to and maybe made five grand you know mm-hmm. would maybe ten grand I don't know I've done that with a lot of the other properties I've flipped them and made five and ten twenty five thousand dollar checks you know uh, and it was like instantaneous I wouldn't have to put any money into it except for maybe ten bucks to take it down to the title company and uh, you know say we were in the purchase process so you just put ten dollars in or a hundred bucks or whatever you decide to do as your as your initial escrow fee. All right. So that wraps up today's episode. Just getting started. And next week, Lee is coming back. He's going to be featured. And we're going to talk about how he grew his business from just one house to many. And so stay tuned and make sure to subscribe so that you get notified when that episode airs. Hey, friends, I just have to ask you, what would $300 more a month do for you? How about 500 more? Would you be able to pay off some debt? Get yourself in a better financial position. Have a little bit of wiggle room each month because that's really what you're looking at with just one rental property. 
if you've been on the fence about looking into this course, but it's nagging at you, it's you keep thinking about it, I encourage you to check it out. Go to www.rentalincome.gr8.com and take a look at the videos I have posted there and some of the information that I have. And don't hesitate to reach out to me. I understand this isn't just, I'm not asking you just to invest in the course. I understand that I'm asking you to invest in your future in a way that might feel risky and scary. And for that, I totally, A, applaud you for even considering it, and B, appreciate where you're coming from. So I am telling you, if you reach out to me on Messenger, tell me your fears. I'm more than happy to have a conversation with you if you need to before, you know, so you can feel comfortable moving forward with this. I'm on Instagram at the Passive Income Examiner, but definitely check that course out if you're ready to get your first rental and learn how to scale so that you and your family can have a little bit of extra money every month. So once again, that website is www.rentalincome.gr8.com. Of course, there's a link in the show notes. And always look me up on Instagram and feel free to DM me at the Passive Income Examiner.